Welcome to the 22nd episode of the City Boys Show. I'm Javier and we got Danny and Buzz. What is going on, boys? What is up, guys? I miss your faces. Yeah, I'm uh I'm excited to see that mustache is still growing in there. <laughs> Seriously, he's ready. It's it's a lot has happened since we last um since we last had our episode. Um we recap our our thoughts on the four game winning streak that we've been on. We're third in the standings after all of this is said and done, after all the complaining we've done all season long. And um we're in the playoffs, boys. Let's go, boys. Like to say we were on the Blue City radio show like a month ago, and we were all doing predictions, and I predicted 57 points, and I was one point away. This boys had 60 something, 70 something points. I played it conservatively. We're in. We're gonna make it happen. And then I bet a hundred dollars on the show live that we would win the championship. So I'm one for one and oh right now. I'm gonna go two and oh, taking this all out after we win it all. I like well, not only are we in though, we're in one of the top four spots, which I thought was really important to avoid Philly. So third spot, I love it. And uh I can't wait for Monday. I know it's it's crazy. It's gonna be exciting. Um, but Nick Cushing has like I feel like he's become a a man of the people. If I don't know if you've seen this stuff, but after the game on uh against the Red Bulls, he was all over the place. He was with the fans. He even had a drink with one of the fans. If you see him over here, he's drinking with the fans. It's uh it's crazy how a couple good games could change things around. And I know Buzz will have some strong opinions on this. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that we're winning. I, I I I'm glad he's you know mingling with the fans. That's great. I wish that game we were there. We should have went afterwards. I forgot why we had to like go home early. Thing like responsibility or something like that. But um, I would have loved to have seen him. I don't know if he would have loved to have seen me. But uh, it would have been nice to have a, a drink with the uh, the skipper. So, so Buzz, because you've been the biggest culprit of uh, of disliking Cushing on this. Uh-huh. So these four game winning streak we've gone on, we haven't lost since the Cushing drama that we had. Uh-huh. Um, are you Cushing in now? Yeah, I'll, I'll Cushing <laughs> in. Uh, I'm gonna be optimistic. I'm gonna be positive. I really do. I want to win a championship. I want if it's him. I don't want a new coach if he could do the job, but I'm I'm going to have to believe in him. I mean, I, I think mainly uh, this winning streak has a lot to do with Callen scoring every game and just being a dominant force. Um, really, I mean, who's a better defender than Callens on both sides, like offensively and defensively? He had a hell of a year. Yeah, he. Sh- I, I think I forget what the award's called, but I think it's like defender of the year or something along those lines. He should definitely win that. 100%. And I, I think you have to attribute some of this uh, – uh, I guess this hotness or whatever is getting our guys healthy again. We've had our back threes finally healthy. And I think that's what's been playing into Nick Cushing's favor because lately Nick Cushing has been going in the three, four, three. And he actually talked about it after the game. Let's hear what he had to say about that. There's been questions about the shape when we played three, four, three at new England. And I think we've proven that it's a, it's a good shape for us. And um, the system gives us balance. The system gives us real offensive quality whilst being defensively solid with the with the profile of players that we've had available. The challenge is now that we have everybody fit, how we fit everybody into that system. And 
you know, we shaped it, we shifted it a little bit today and you can see how we did that when you watch the game. Um, and I thought it made us even sol even more solid and gave us balance against a really good Atlanta team. And So so what do you guys make of the shift in the 3-4-3? Do you think that's the reason we've been so dominant? I mean, we've been playing well and our guys have been healthy, but what do you think uh, of the shift in the formation? Uh, I, I mean, Danny, miss, maybe I'm mistaken. It was either at one of the games or it was on the podcast, but didn't we talk about loving the three, four, three, as long as we had like some studs in the back? I don't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or not, but I agree. I mean, I completely love the three, four, three. I mean, yeah. since then we haven't been, we haven't gotten clean sheets the past few games, but we've been keeping it low. And we're talking about just like five, six weeks ago, we were giving out like two, three goals a game. And it was just, really easy goals right it wasn't goals that we had no ability to stop um it was just poor play on our end and now that we got these three guys back there we've just been so dominant like i'm not scared of anyone offensively you know right we had Josef martinez just playing against us we had a few other really good players and i think we're playing well and i think for the setup that we have going on against the Iguain, i think having those three guys in the back is going to be huge for us yeah, I mean, what we had talked about then was that we've all loved it as long as it was Callens, you know, Martins, and Chanel back there. And I think the three of them communicate well. Like you said, not scared of anybody. They could stop any offense, the three of them. Exactly. And I think also it gives the flexibility to allow Callens to push forward, right? Because we typically have two in the box. So Callens pushed forward because Callens plays striker now too. And it allows Chanel and, and Tiago Martins to hold it down while he goes out there and scores three goals a game. It's ridiculous. I think after one of the interviews, Callens says, oh, yeah, I played striker like when I was 15 or something like that. So he's just bringing back his high school yeah. days, bro. <laughs> Dude is dominant. And um, he's having so much fun out there, man. You could just see it. After the games, he's just having – he, I've never heard Callens talk so much in my life after the Campiones game. He was going ham, just talking to people, reporters for like 20 minutes. Well, I think everybody was going ham because everybody had a <laughs> couple of drinks in their system. <laughs> everybody was celebrating that cup win. We didn't even get to talk about that cup win. How significant does that cup win feel to you guys? I, I you know, we we were on the the soccer sub the sub soccer podcast, and I think we talked about it there, where it was like, you know, it didn't mean anything. If we lost it and it meant the world that we won it. And I think you could see the confidence that it gave to the squad. We haven't lost since then. And although they were ranked 17th, I think, or, or seventh in their league, um, we're looking at the, the teams that we've beaten since then. And it just shows the confidence that we've gotten from that game. I feel like the guys remembered what it felt like winning and they don't want to give that up. I mean, I, I love that we had another trophy. Uh, I could say, yeah, maybe the team springboard after that, and they've been obviously hot. You know, like Danny said, if we lost it, I don't think any one of us were talking about it. I love that we have some more hardware. I love that, you know, it might have helped the team go in the right direction, get that winning feeling again. Um, I like it. So now we have two trophies. I like it. I like two more than the Red Bull, so that makes me very happy. <laughs> Let's let's get into that Atlanta game. We we looked strong that whole game. I felt like I didn't. I, well, towards the end, we had to sub up most of our guys, but we'll talk about that later. But we looked strong. Uh, first first goal came in the ninth minute with Perea with the chip. 
Parks, I don't know if you realize, but Parks did a no-look pass to Tyus Magno, and then Magno um, did a, a smooth pass straight to Perea, who, who was running the whole time. Uh, what do you guys think of the goal? The goal, Danny. I thought the goal was, first of all, that chip was just such a quality chip, man. Like, Pereira is just so, such a goal scorer, man, for this team. And I just, I love him uh, out there. Uh, but it just made me realize how much we miss Parks. Having Parks out there uh, and the way he passed that ball and the way he kept passing the ball in the midfield, I've never seen us have such fluid passing since, like, <laughs> when we lost Parks. So, like, um, it was really great seeing Parks out there, and I just love that goal and just kind of represented what this team could be when it's playing the best quality football they can play. Well, not to give us credit, but we talked about this weeks ago. We talked about GP playing the striker position, Magno doing what he does best, which is creating things. His passes are amazing. Yes, he has to work on his finishing, but GP has no problem finishing. Seriously, I I think he he is our most he he has the most quality when it comes to finishing for our team right now. And Magno playing the false nine and kind of laying that bottom, it's kind of like they practiced that one in the facility. It just felt so smooth, and and he he made that run very clear, and it it, it was um obvious. Uh, we had the Hebed goal later, but I I think yeah this this game mattered because we wanted the third seed, but um the injuries is kind of what what overshadowed this whole victory and it was a nice victory but the 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 injuries were a concern and so we had talis get injured i think it was a shoulder injury um I, actually we we had the coach discuss it after this is what he had to say foot injury for Tavon. it's a shoulder injury for talis and it looks like a calf for alfredo um the severity of them um is we don't know. We don't know. We're, we're, we're between. Well, I'll tell you one thing. When when we we haven't ruled them out as really serious yet. So, but it is initial. It's the initial period. So, like I say, we'll give the medical team space and and we'll go from there. This this win just felt very costly. I mean, I think it's great that we're we're going into the playoffs hot and we got the third seed instead of the fourth seed because nobody wants to play Philly. Uh, I, I think we know they're one of the strongest teams on the East. But uh, just losing these players is going to be tough if if it's significant injuries. My thinking is, you know, on the bright side is we get Tinner home, hopefully starting. And and, you know, if you're going to replace Gray with someone, Tinner home is not a bad replacement. You're right. I mean, Tinner home is actually the starter. And I know he hasn't had quality minutes and he does probably not 100 percent form for the game, but I think uh, having Tinder home is going to be great. And then I think we got to get Talis Magno back. That's like the number one player. If we lose him, we're in a bad place. Uh, but with Morales, I think now that we got Parks back and this 3-4-3 that we're playing, it gives an opportunity to maybe put more offensive guys out, right? You put Parks where Parks typically plays and then puts Maxi where Morales where um sorry yeah where Morales plays and then maybe we might be able to to kind of go with that center field back so I think I think the biggest loss is Magno and hopefully we get him back you know you don't need a shoulder to play soccer I'm just saying and uh, so <laughs> so uh, hopefully we get him back and the other two guys I hope they can make it but if not I still think we have uh, players to to substitute in. 
What do no, you we, we, we want them to play. And uh, <laughs> we really want to put our best foot forward here. We want a, a healthy team. Obviously, all teams have injuries. I feel like we've had a lot of bad luck with a lot of injuries this year. Um, I, I want Talis in that starting lineup. Yeah, that that's – well, I don't think Talis – his injury was as bad as Tavon's, to be honest. Tavon actually had to, I think it was, he was like being held up and getting carted off the field in a sense. So I think his is a more significant injury than, um, than, uh, Talis's. Hopefully the, the shoulder will be fine. But yeah, I think Talis is a must out there. If we lose Talis, that's going to be a huge, uh, blow to our team. And I want to say Danny brought up a great point. Like Tavon's been playing great. He's been playing better, but you got to be happy if Tanner Holmes in your lineup, like, Tinholm's a great – he's a stud, you know. If not for the injury, you know, I, I, I think he's in there and, and, and he's starting every week. And, and talking about backs, man, I know this is a little off topic, but uh, the the growth of O'Toole, man. O'Toole coming in in uh, the Campiona's game, and now he's part of the starting lineup. It's just amazing. Yeah, Nick Cushion's been raving about Otu. I think he he really likes him as a player. So I I, I don't. It's crazy because I, it didn't feel like Amundsen was ever going to be subbed out, and it seems like I don't think Amundsen has an injury. He's not on the injury report, but it seems like Otu is more. I, I think it he, he flows more into Nick Cushion's three four three system, and that's why he's getting more minutes. Yeah, let, let let's say like. For example, our goal is to win the championship. I think we have a shot. You know, teams. if our team's healthy, we're playing well, fine. But at the very least, I will give Cushion credit, which really pains me, but I have to give him credit. He's giving some young guys on our team minutes that would have never, I don't think, seen the pitch. You know, That's very true. Justin Hack got a lot of minutes. Yeah, yeah and, you're right. And, and think about it. Now, you know, we have even more depth. I mean, we were talking about, Midfield, we were talking about four. We, we we got guys that are stepping up. At the very least, we're working on that system. I mean, O'Toole was playing, you know, in the minor leagues, you know, and, and he comes in and he, he's been playing great. Uh, I know Danny's been raving about him uh, as much as Cushing has. Um, you know, it's, it's great to see that. And it really shows that we have some more talent there. You know, I, I, I think that we could weather the storm and I think our team is built for a long-term run. I think what puts the cherry on top of O'Toole is that he was on the Red Bulls team prior. He got drafted by the Red Bulls, and they let him go, and then he oh. came to NYCFC. That does feel good. Yeah, yeah, fire that yeah. Yeah. Group over there. But let's, let's move on to this uh, NYCFC versus Miami game. It's exciting. So everybody was upset earlier this week. Well, actually, just today, earlier today, um, <laughs> that we were going to have to go to Red Bull. I was annoyed. I do not want to travel to Jersey at a 7 p.m. game. But news has come out, and all is well again. We are going to be playing at City Field. Glenn Crooks tweeted out, NYCFC versus Miami. Red uh, relocated from Red Bull Arena to City Field on one, Monday, October seventeenth. And Jordan Griffith at, uh, on Twitter, he's been like uh, the the main guy talking about this this whole time. And he was like, "Hey, I just got a, a message from a staff member at the Red Bull. It's like, yeah, we're not working that day. <laughs> so he's been on it. It's kind of crazy to hear that, but um, yes, I am excited, guys. I'm excited that it's back in City Field. I know we have some. PTSD from from uh, City Field when we had Matarita on the team and uh, we had the first round bounce, but 
Are you guys excited to be back at Queens at City Field? I like I like uh, being called the New York team and playing in New York. Um, I know the Red Bulls don't know anything about that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm very excited about it. I, Red Bull Arena, although it's a, uh, uh, what do they call it? A standard. Um, like an actual, supposedly the size of the correct pitch. Yeah, and exactly. Exactly. Stadium. That somehow that stadium sucks the energy of out our team and out of our uh, supporters. And City Field still brings the vibe of New York. So I'm excited to have that game back there. And I think it's really an advantage for us. I love that we're in Queens. I mean, we went to a few games in Queens this year. The energy was great. I love it. Queens is home for me and Hobby, even though he's back and forth with Brooklyn. But he's uh, a Queens guy. It's going to be exciting. Listen, we have uh, a little uh, sadness the last time we had a postseason game in uh, City Field. But I, I, I'm so happy this is not a Red Bull Arena. I feel like this is as close to a home game for us, you know, as as being in Yankee Stadium. You know, Red Bull. I just feel like we wouldn't have that same vibe, that same feeling. Do Do we think the fans are still going to show up as much as they do at Yankee Stadium? That's, I guess, that's my concern. I still want it to feel packed crowd. I still, we know the atmosphere is going to be there because it's going to be a playoff game. And that was one other concern if we were going to play at Red Bull Arena. There's a ban on us bringing drums and things like that right. to Red Bull Arena. So you wouldn't have had that same atmosphere. So this is a huge, huge win for us. Um, but do you think we're going to get uh, a big crowd? I think so, man. I mean, a bunch of our supporters live in Queens, and they take the trip to the Bronx. And I think some people uh, want the stadium when we finally get the stadium in 2030 to be in Queens. So I think we're going to get a huge crowd. I think it's a playoff game. And I remember even that Toronto game, wasn't it a uh, pretty packed? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a good size. Yeah. I, I mean, I wish the game was on a Saturday or Sunday for multiple reasons. Maybe yeah. Mention why uh, he would like it to be on a Saturday <laughs> or Sunday. But, um, you know, I, I think we're going to have a really good turnout. I think, I think Queens is, you know, it's easy to get to. I think everybody's going to want to be there. The energy, uh, just the support. I, I think it's going to be crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about it. Um, but let's get to the actual game. So, uh, la- we played Inter Miami twice. We played them before before the season. We played them five times, and we beat them every time. They beat us once at home, uh, once at their house this season. And it was a, a fluky win by them because I don't know if you guys remember, but that was when, like, uh, I think Alfredo Morales did, like, a pass or Tiago Mar- uh, Martins did a pass to Sean Johnson. That was a horrible pass. And then Pozuelo had an easy goal right at the end of the game. Um, but so so that's that's what happened there. We, we've been do- we've always dominated these guys. So if I had to pick up matchup, this was the matchup I wanted, to be honest, out of all the other teams on the East. This is the team that I wanted to face. Is this a team you guys wanted to face? And what do you think is going to be this out? Like, what? how do we win this game? I'll let you go first. Um, I love the matchup. If I had to pick who we wanted to play in the first round, it was Miami. I'm so that, – that, that third seed was so big for us. A few weeks ago, I was happy with just getting a top four. But that third pick – that third seed is amazing. I'm so happy. Uh, to play Miami, um, I, I think even with that one loss against them, we've dominated them. Like I, I'm very confident going into this game. 
I also think it's a it's a big symbolic game for us too for a couple of reasons. One, Ewing's retiring, which I think uh, better to do it in New York, right? And then two, on top of that, our last game with Tati Castellanos was against Inter Miami. I don't know if you guys remember that. Um, yeah. That and, was a, that was the Tati show. It wasn't even like Inter Miami was playing us. We were just watching Tati play. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But it's just, can you, can you? I mean, isn't that just such the story there, man? Like the last time we had Tati was against Inter Miami, and that's when we were the most dominant at that time. And then now we went through all these struggles, all this strife, but we're back in the playoffs and we're playing that same team without Tati. And I think that's just such a big uh, platform for us. And we got to win this game and show, you know, love Tati, but we can still win it without him. And I think this represents that so well. So I think it's big and I think symbolic. And I think we got to get this win and that it's in City Field. Gets me so excited. <laughs> Talking about it being in City Field, the uh, um, Inter Miami's uh, owner said, no way this game is being played at a baseball stadium. This isn't their home field. If they don't want to play at a soccer specific stadium, they should move it to the Meadowlands instead. Well, that didn't happen, and we're playing in City Field. <laughs> yeah. Also, I like to mention uh, the Meadowlands is turf, man. Like we saw what happened in Atlanta. Atlanta's got a soccer-specific stadium, and we lost three players. And I know one of them you could say wasn't turf, right? The shoulder injury, but the other two definitely turf-related. Turf should not be allowed in Major League Soccer, man. It's it's a detriment to the teams, and it's I think they do it because it saves them a couple dollars. Uh, but I'd rather play in a baseball stadium with grass versus a turf field. It's just not good. Guys, if we could just backtrack uh, real quick, by the way, it's really bad on their knees too, Danny. So I agree with you. Um, but I thought Danny would jump all over the opportunity. We talked about, you know, Hebert's goal for one second. But, Danny, you're not celebrating Hebert. Is Hebert back? <laughs> is this it? Like, is, is he going to, like, lead the league in goal scoring in the playoffs? If if uh, Talos Magno's out, we better hope so. Uh, but I, but I I noticed when Hebe came in the game, he wasn't given the. I, don't know, I didn't feel the Hebe love that he usually has for the team. I think he knows his days are numbered. Uh, but I'm hoping that if Talos Magno can't play, he tries to be a superstar one more time for the squad. I liked his goal, by the way. And that was like that was classic Hebe. Yeah. Yes. But it was off the volley. It was nice. Right yeah, it was. It, it was. was. it was a nice one, but it was still six feet away from that. <laughs> <laughs> when you get when you're at seven, he can't make it anymore. <laughs> but six and in, he's a beast. Uh, hey, that's our Hebet. All right, leave him alone. Let, let's get into the starting lineup. We've been talking about it. This is who I think may start. Granted, there might be injuries involved. As I said, I think Tavon is more injured than any other players who were injured last week. So this is what I think the starting lineup is. I got Johnson, Chano, Martins, Callens. Then I got O'Toole, Parks, Acevedo, Tinnerholm, uh, Maxi Morales, Perea, and Magno. And I think we're going to go, as we've been doing, the 3-4-3. Three, three. Are there any objections to this lineup? None. I mean, I mean, we don't got Santi out there, guys. So, and although Santi's been a baby for like the past six months, I don't know what's wrong with Santi. And we played really well without Santi. Uh, I think we got to have Santi out there. He's just too talented to not play. So I think if we go with the 3-4-3, three, three, and although this graphic that we have on the screen is not a 3-4-3 three, three formation, um, I would three, four, replace... Two, one. 
<laughs> I would uh I'd probably put Morales where Acevedo is, you know, back in the in the middle and then put Santi out there. No, but Acevedo's Acevedo's been playing every game. If I'm I know, not mistaken, but we, right? But we didn't have Parks every game. So I maybe move Parks to the right and put Maxi in. Uh but I think we got to play offensively, especially in the beginning of this game against Miami. And I think then you can bring in Acevedo later in. I, I mean, that's, yeah. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? When, when I think about Santi and I think about that Atlanta game, the ball flowed so much smoother. And I don't know if it's just because Atlanta wasn't a, isn't a strong defensive team. I mean, they didn't make the playoffs, so you could, you could give it to that. But I just felt like the ball was moving better. And I don't know if it's because Santi wasn't on the field. And, and I think, I think we played well with this lineup that was out there uh, rather than we had gray and rather than Tinner home. But for the most part, this was the lineup that was strong. And I think we keep it going to be honest. Yeah. I, I mean, I do kind of like maxi uh, next to parks, but uh, I, I mean, we're not saying we're not going to play Santi at all. Maybe, you know, he's the first substitution that comes in. Uh, maybe he comes in for Maxi to replace Maxi, but I love this lineup. I don't know, guy. In my opinion, though, if you're gonna, if we're in the playoffs. You play your most talented players, and Santi is, although a crybaby, one of the most talented players we have on the team. And if you lose the game, and Santi wasn't out there, and from the starting lineup, I think it'd be a tough sell. So I think we're gonna see Santi out there. I think we'll see him at one point, but I think to take Acevedo off, we do need that defensive minded player and maxi is just isn't that guy i mean maxi is as talented as he is he's not going to bring the best defense you you need out there gotcha and you think that santi should be starting over? i mean per should be starting over santi i yeah i think perea plays really really well it's hard to say that perea shouldn't be on the pitch that perea i mean he's such a threat and you know but, I mean? but you also got to remember parks can't well we haven't seen parks in a full game yet so Parks, while he can maybe come in the game, he may not be able to finish. You know what I mean? So we yeah. might we're probably not gonna get 90 minutes out of Parks. No, so true. then that comes into play where then you can sub in Sante Rodriguez and then you could you could play around with the lineup in that sense. I think we're starting Santi, but we'll see. We'll see. All right. We're gonna we'll we'll start Santi and you're gonna complain the whole time that he doesn't pass the ball. <laughs> I do complain about Santi a lot, man. You and him have something in common about complaining, all right? At least I complain <laughs> about just a coach. It's betting with Buzz time. Buzz, it's a playoff game. <laughs> all right, so I, I, I talked to the boys before the podcast. We're doing well, okay, in this uh, sports betting world. We are going to load up. We're putting everything, all right? There is no way. I'm telling everybody. There is no way NYCFC does not win, okay? I don't know how. I don't know if it's going to be high scoring, low scoring. I'm telling you now, take all the money you have and you put NYCFC to win. That is, that is it. We're going to be very easy. Ooh, I, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> nice touch, Javi. Um, that is, I, I feel, a lock, all right? Mind you. When you're doing this, you have to be careful making sure you do, you know, to win or to advance. Uh, I, I don't even know if we're going to do it in regular. We're going to win this game, though. That Take it all on there. Danny, 
you've been doing some crazy stuff, your parlays, anything like that you want to touch on? No, I just, I mean, can you, well, let's give the betting odds though, if you don't mind. I think uh, we got, we got negative 180 for NYCFC. So even if you put all your money in, probably not making a lot because uh, the the Sharks agree with uh, with Buzz here. You got plus 300 for the draw and plus 400 for the Miami win. And a negative 130 for the under two and a half. Uh, not sorry, over two and a half, my bad. Uh, so my opinion, I think it's going to go over the two and a half. Um, if I had to, if I had to put a crazy parlay, I'd say over two and a half plus a parks goal. So Danny, I'm going to disagree because uh, one thing you said there was you can't make a lot of money because it's negative 180. You just bet more and you still <laughs> make more money. You, you could just do it. You know, I mean, th- this is, this is a lock. Like I, I, I don't know why I'm this confident. Maybe because I know the team can perform. They're going to come out in the playoffs. I, I'm, I'm telling you guys, you know, just, just, just take them for the win. That's it. That's my lock. All right. What happens if um, Talos Magno doesn't start? You still oh. got him for the lock? Yeah, yeah. They, they win no matter what. All right. We don't <laughs> need right. to. Callens is going to score again, and that's it. All right. So one nothing. <laughs> That, that's my prediction. Maybe not Callum Swords again, but so, we're going to win this game, guys. All right. What's what's the final prediction? I think Buzz just gave his. I one know. Up it's like, what is <laughs> I do it every episode. Like It's all right. I mean, we don't even need the transition at this point. We can yeah, just go right. into it. <laughs> one nothing NYCFC. Callum scores? No, that's risky. That's risky. Uh, I'm going to go GP. GP Ooh. with the goal to, to he, win it. He did, I think, scored against them the when we played them against uh at, at their place. I'm gonna go two one NYCFC and we get a um Parks goal. I feel it, man. Parks has it coming. And he had multiple opportunities last game. I think he hit the crossbar, which I know uh Buzz is always saying that Parks be hitting the crossbar, not the goal. But he gets the opportunities. I think. Oh, I think that was Acevedo. But yeah, I'm sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to nothing. We win to nothing. Who scores? I, I got. I got Talis and Maxi. Maxi's been scoring a lot lately. Maxi's Maxi. He knows he needs to take over. He knows Tati's not over there, and he'll score some goals for us. So I, I got Maxi scoring one for us this Bobby, week. Bobby, why, why don't you get even like riskier, like, and say Maxi to score with a header. Now that? you're now you're bugging <laughs> out. You know he actually did that. That would be insane. That would be ridiculous. We'd be rich. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you guys? If you like the channel, please like, comment, subscribe. Any final words, guys? Um, yeah, I'm gonna send out like a petition. And we want all of our fans to sign the petition so Danny could come to the game on Monday. <laughs> uh, we will be there, Javi and me, for sure. I'm like, I, I, I get excited going to City Field, even though the last time I went to City Field, I saw my Mets lose in the playoffs. Um, oh, let, that was let, a rough one. It was horrible. It was embarrassing. But we will not have that. Monday, we'll be there. Javi, hopefully we do everything, but I'm excited. It, it's gonna be a good time. We just can't have flashbacks of 2019. I think it was. I just uh, we we gotta switch it up somehow. We need some good voodoo in that place. <laughs> well, now that Matarita's gone, hopefully he took the bad mojo with him. 
the bad juju. All right, y'all. Laters, guys. Peace. Right. Peace out, guys. Come on,